0: Welcome to Dollars and Cents with Friedman Financial. During today's program, your host, Mark Friedman, may discuss specific financial planning and investment ideas. These discussions are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations. Investing involves risk, including loss of principal. Always consult a certified financial planning professional, qualified attorney, or tax advisor prior to investing. To determine what is appropriate for you securities and advisory services offered through lpl financial a registered investment advisor member finra and sipc and now here's the host of dollars and cents mark friedman of friedman financial
1: if you don't want to see me did a full one the way i was did the heartbreak change
2: me Maybe. welcome back to another edition of dollars and cents with friedman financial my name is mark friedman i'm I, and i'm joined by my business partner marion gilman how are you today marion
1: i'm great how are you mark
2: good thanks so the debt ceiling conversation has been hot and heavy this week if you watch the news stories you will be scared out of your mind
1: although you know now they're backtracking now they're saying oh i'm confident it's going to get done it's going to get resolved have we been saying that right along we've
2: been saying that right along and you know what everyone says well this time is different this time is different you know what the only thing that is different is what time how close will we get to midnight on the deadline when they'll, be, when they'll say we have a deal?
1: Well, the players are different. You know, that is different. Well, not really. If you keep
2: voting in your same guys, the players are the same, well, that's
1: right? that's <laughs> probably
0: true. <laughs> but,
2: but, you know, what really is fascinating to me is that the story remains the same. We know there's an issue, just like we know there's an issue with Social Security. There's an issue with a lot of things that are going on in this country. And when are they solved, of course? The last minute. Right. The bottom of the ninth, bases loaded, two outs, and a 3-2 count. Here comes... Oh, they're not going to throw that pitch. They've come to a deal.
1: You know, I got to tell you, if I lived my life like that, I would be a nervous wreck all the time. How about you? No
2: wonder there's a mental health crisis (laughs) in America. (laughs) With all this anxiety.
1: But you know what? And I think also, unfortunately... Those who religiously watch the news, that anxiety is passed on to them, because all of a sudden you hear Janet Yellen saying that you know this is going to be a major problem, and you, you know you have all these people up on the news giving their opinion of what's going to happen, and usually it just gets resolved and nothing happens. You
2: know, so it's it's really interesting. People say, oh, you must be getting inundated with calls from people. Are we getting inundated with calls from people about the debt ceiling, Marion? You know, the
1: interesting thing is, no, we're not. Because we've been through these crisis, crises, seemingly crises, so many times before that I think most of our clients are acclimated to the fact that our, our response is going to be...
2: Well, we're going to act rational during emotional times.
1: And this time is not different. It's, no, it's not. You know? I mean,
2: remember... When you watch the news, when you get your social media feeds, all that stuff, folks, everybody now is in the entertainment business, not in the news and information business.
1: And that's what those posts are designed to do.
2: They're they're what they're called is clickbait. That's yes. the term. Yes. It's clickbait. Saying a soundbite that will act, uh, well, that will want you to react to something. Um, I'll I'll tell you, I watched CNN last week as they were having these debt crisis conversations. You're brave. Yeah, I know. But you know what was interesting to me is all of these people reporting on here's what happens if we are not able to raise the debt ceiling.
1: And honestly, they really don't know what's going to happen if we're not able to raise the debt ceiling. It's
2: all the possibilities of if, and people hear that, oh my God, that must mean it's going to happen. Right. So one of the things that's interesting to me is for whatever reason over the past few weeks while it had been quiet at the office for with for a while of people reaching out to our firm and calling up to say hey i'm looking for some financial advice in a language i can understand or you know i've been working with an advisor and i'd like to change we hadn't heard that for a little while and all of a sudden over the past six or eight weeks the phone's ringing a little bit more often we're getting a lot more inquiries and, and I have a feeling that many of the folks that are listening to this show, whether you're a client of ours or not, you may be thinking about what makes sense for me when finding a financial advisor.
1: Because everyone's different in that respect.
2: Absolutely, what we might offer to clients might not be what you want. And, and so one of the things that I thought we would do is I pulled off of the shelf a book that I wrote several years ago called Retiring for the Genius. And in chapter 24, we had a chapter that was called Finding an Advisor Who Makes Sense For You. And so I thought, Mary, and you and I could kind of walk through some of these points to help people understand what kind of an advisor makes sense for them.
1: Sounds great to me.
2: So, you know, we talk all the time about a CFP, a Certified Financial Planner.
1: And, you know, we take that for granted because we are certified financial planners here in the office.
2: And we do, but we take it very seriously as well.
1: We certainly do. Um, and, and it is a... A designation that needs to be earned and it's a hard-earned designation it's not just yeah we go to a class here or there and done yeah and then there's ongoing education that's necessary as well that's correct so it's it is a series of courses like college courses that you have to pass each of the courses along the way and then after you've taken the the course the six courses involved you then have to pass um, an exam which as you know what, I took it so long ago. I think it's still a day and a half.
2: I think so, Exam,
1: yeah. yeah. That, you know, you take this exam and in order to get, to, to do one phase of the CFP certification. Yeah,
2: I mean, the C, uh, to maintain a CFP designation, well, there, there's of well, course- to get a, it first. So to get first. it first, you have to pass an examination.
1: Right, and you then have, you, it is more You have to have criteria. education.
2: Yeah. You have to pass, you have to abide by a code of ethics and you have to have three years field experience. It's called the four E's of sort of being a certified financial planner. But to me, having a CFP and being a CFP are two very different things, aren't they?
1: Oh, it's certainly, they certainly are. How
2: would you explain that? If someone were to say to you, Marion, what's the difference between having a CFP and being a CFP?
1: So, you know, a certified financial planner, Um, The designation implies that you are taking a holistic view of your client's um, entire financial life and that you are putting your client's interests first. That is a very um, primary element of a CFP designation.
2: Absolutely. But but then again, I always ask the question, if you were to put a bunch of financial advisors in a room, 500 of them in a room, and someone stood up on the stage and said, how many of you place the interest of your clients first? Whether they had a CFP designation or not, how many of them are not going to raise their hand?
1: Of course they're gonna raise their hand. Of course. Why would you say no to that? And
2: by the way, what if I told them even more so that their clients were standing behind me on the stage watching how they're gonna respond? <laughs> they're all gonna raise all their the hand. All
1: reason, right. So
2: what I always ask people, when, it, when you're saying you're gonna place the interest of clients first, it means they're being held to a fiduciary standard. Correct. And so I would oftentimes ask a financial advisor, especially if you're listening to this show, perhaps you work with a financial advisor and you might even ask that person, are you a fiduciary? Do you hold yourself to a fiduciary standard when you ask that question? And if, I'm gonna tell you nine times out of the 10, probably 99.9 times out of 100, they're gonna say yes. But the next question is what's most important. What does it mean to be a fiduciary?
1: Oh, so that's a trick question, right? Well,
2: they're saying, what does it mean to place my interest first? What does it mean to hold a fiduciary standard? So, Marion, how do you respond to that?
1: Well, you know, you can't place a client's interest first unless you know the whole picture of that client's financial life, realistically, and what their goals are so you really need to ask a lot of questions get a lot of information and that's what we do um, at friedman financial we will ask all sorts of probing questions and get a very good idea of what your financial life looks like right now and where you're going with that
2: And and i think even added even on top of that is oftentimes people will tell us About their financial situation but how close are they to explaining their financial situation without actually having the documentations to support
1: it and before we ever do a financial plan where if we actually engage um, with the client to do a financial plan go on to the next step and create that plan for them we want to verify every piece of information they've told us because honestly how many clients have ever You know, In many cases, they know what their house is worth or they know what their uh, accounts are worth, but on the spending side, not so much. And
2: and even beyond the spending and the income, oftentimes people don't know what they own. They don't know how they own it. They don't know who owns it. They don't know the beneficiary designations. They have a lot of assumptions, but oftentimes they're way off base. And so when we tell people about... Uh, when when people meet with us, we send you out an information kit and it tells you how to prepare for your first initial meeting. And sometimes folks will say, man, that's a lot of work.
1: And it is because you know what? Your financial life is extremely important. We need to get it right. You can't take a chance with that. Yeah. and,
2: And I'm amazed at the number of people that get very upset about how they've lost money or how they got bad advice from a financial advisor or whatever, and they throw it on the financial advisor, and don't get me wrong, there are some rogue advisors that are out there, but a lot of it happens because we didn't have a complete, or not we, but that client and the advisor didn't have a complete and total conversation that was transparent, that had a perspective of the entire financial situation, and it led to some potential risks that might not have even ever been discussed.
1: And, and we see that a lot. I mean, you know, there are a lot of clients who initially will tell us one thing because that's what they think. And after going back and doing some research and doing some digging into what their financial situation actually is, it can be a very different scenario.
2: It, it sure can. And it's just so critical for you as you're thinking about working with a financial advisor. Maybe you work with one now. I, I oftentimes find it interesting how many people we run into that come to our office that have relationships with multiple financial advisors.
1: Well, those are really not. I mean, yes, they are financial advisors, but most people have um relationships with multiple advisors but they primarily look at their investments and they look at their investments as a single entity so you have all these different accounts with different advisors who are, you know whatever investing it as they see fit they have no idea what the rest of your life looks like your financial life
2: no they don't at all and oftentimes when they come to us they have the same general statement when they walk in they said you know Mark, it was fun for a while, having a number of different advisors, my insurance guy, my stockbroker, my investment guy, my 401k specialist, my tax person, all that stuff. But I'm now realizing as I'm getting older, as I'm about to retire or perhaps in retirement, or I'm seeing maybe there's a health issue in my family and my spouse isn't quite ready to take over if something happens to me. It was fun for a while working with all of these people, but now it's time to get serious and I need one person. Or one office who can continue to make sure that I don't have all my eggs in one basket but is providing advice on the big picture and that's what we do at Friedman Financial that's what we do as a CFP as well
1: that's correct and you know we've always taken that approach as well so it you know you just come and you want to invest some money that's really not our specialty
2: no so if you want and if you're a listener to this show Perhaps you want to know what are those questions you should be asking of a financial advisor. If you want, we have a sheet that we actually provide. It's on our website right now. But I'm happy to send you a PDF of questions to ask of any financial advisor you might be interviewing. And frankly, when people come to talk to us, I want you to make sure that you're not just talking to us.
1: That's important because, you know, sometimes it is personality as well, you know, is or and somebody who fits with your style and you want to be sure that you know this is a good fit for you this is somebody you're going to be working with for years and years and you need to trust them
2: yeah i mean there's a reason why friedman financial has a 99 percent retention rate that we've maintained for more than 20 years now several generations of clients parents refer their kids grandparents refer their children and grandchildren and whatnot it's because we take things very seriously We're not about to take ridiculous risks, but all of the decisions that we collectively make, us and you, together, are through the lens of understanding your whole financial situation. Making sure that we place your interests first and we act as a fiduciary for you.
1: To get you to that end goal of whatever that might be. It could be anything, Yeah, retiring, it could be buying a house, new house, a vacation home. Whatever it might be.
2: Yeah. And generally, the meetings, people think, oh, you're going to tell me whether I'm run, going to run out of money or not. I can tell you most of our meetings are about how do we perpetuate the money that you have for other generations while you can continue to live the lifestyle that you want.
1: And, you know, we all sh- should remind people because we have had clients who come in who say to us, oh, we thought you were going to tell us that we had to change our lifestyle and, and spend differently. That's, that's not our job. no. You know, we have to present some options to you at times, but it's not for us to say, oh, you have to live a different life.
2: Absolutely not. We want you to continue to live the lifestyle that you've grown comfortable with. Explain to you that if you continue to do so, whether that is a successful path or whether that's a path filled with potholes and detours, we want to, and then we want to share with you all of the options that are available the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats that are part of your financial situation. That's what we do here. That's how to pick a great financial planner. And if we're the right choice for you, we would love to talk with you. If you're looking for others, you can certainly go to a lot of different other places to search for a financial advisor, but we'd be honored if you gave us a shot and shared your situation with us. If now's the time for you to get serious about your financial planning and investment management needs, give us a call, 978-531-8108. That's 978-531-8108. 8108 or visit us on the web FriedmanFinancial.com That's Friedman
1: Two E's and a D
2: Financial.com Or go to the bottom of any page in our website You can sign up for our free weekly newsletter It's distributed out to 7,000 people Already free We've been doing it since March of 2009 um, It comes out every Friday 10.30 in the morning Lands right in your inbox Filled with financial advice In a language you can understand That's going to do it for us this week Thank you Marion for joining me Great to be here. Have a great week. Thanks, and we'll be back again with more financial advice in a language you can understand. You're listening to Dollars and Cents with Friedman Financial.
0: Thank you for listening to Dollars and Cents with Friedman Financial. These discussions are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations. Please consult a certified financial planning planner, tax professional, or attorney prior to investing to determine what is appropriate for you. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, and SIPC.